Welcome back to The People Show, coming to you live from the Kintech studio. People Show brought to you by Avenue Machinery and Douglas Lake Equipment. Be a champion on the worksite. Find them together online at dleamc.com. It's dleamc.com. Uh, the inbox, buzzing, 650-650. The Dunbar Lumber text message inbox in Ladner on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center, or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. Uh, we'll do the mailbag because uh, we got more questions than confessions. But you can send those confessions in, 650-650. Uh, but on a chill Friday, Friday the 14th, which does not get the acclaim it should. I don't know. <laughs> Bad branding by Friday the 14th. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, where was I going with that? I don't know. <laughs> the second worst thing to happen on the show today after... It sounded like a good idea in my head. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those, like, Friday the 14th. <laughs> doesn't get the respect it deserves. Uh, all right. Uh, let's do a uh, a mailbag here with some questions that are coming into the inbox. Uh, Dom, set us up. Oh, we were, we're we're stealing the uh, the central mailbag theme as well. We've amalgamated. I, I love it. They're not did, here. Did they do it this morning? Uh, they did. So- they being Reach Deep. Yeah. Uh, the morning show in air mm-hmm. quotes. Uh, did mail it in Friday. I mean, it's kind of what we're doing. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's Reach and Randeep. They do their thing. We do ours. That's what Friday the Fourteenth is known for. <laughs> yeah, the mailbag. By the way, I think I think the mailbag a bit overdone in sports media. I think everyone does it. You know what it is? It's just fun. We're to lazy. Talk. No, it just it doesn't always have to be like the expected goals is this. Like we can just just have a conversation. I mean, I don't think here. we need to have that conversation anytime. <laughs> no, it has its place, but but not. It doesn't need to be hard hitting every time. We can just have a conversation sometimes. Not on my podcast. I, I I I can I can open up my heart and my my experiences to the listeners sometimes for a mailbag. Let's talk about some things. What's going on in the inbox? All right, Bob in Maple Ridge asks: Are theater movies cool? Sorry, what? Theater movies? Are movie theaters cool? <laughs> I'm gonna say this is gonna take like a hi-fi turn. Beg your pardon? Like, vinyls kind of making a comeback? Mm-hmm. Or has made a comeback? I think movie theaters are going to make a comeback. Because it has definitely subsided. Pre-pandemic, it wasn't helping. Pandemic definitely didn't help. Crushed it. But I think post-pandemic, and in the next like handful of years, I think it'll be cool to go to the movie theaters again. We're seeing spikes where yeah. it's cool. Top Gun last year. Sure. It was cool. Uh, we're seeing uh, coming up here. We got Mission Impossible coming out. Oppenheimer. Today, right? Yeah, this weekend. Barbie. That will pop. The difference, though, is like 15 years ago, The Dark Knight comes out. And yes. it's in theaters the whole summer. Mm-hmm. And it's full the whole summer. I think the problem was, too, is those that were providing the entertainment understood what was driving us to it. Let's say, like, we basically have to come up with The Dark Knight. The Marvel Cinematic Universe comes out, what, 15, 16 years ago? Yeah. And we just, they figured out the algorithm of like, what's taking people to theaters? And this is all we're going to do. And I almost wonder if there's a critical mass of like, we've absorbed all of that. And now we want to see. I think diminishing returns. Yeah. And I think at some point it's going to flip again. 
and going to the movie theaters is going to be cool. Like one of the things I like doing right now, classic movies. Yeah. Love going to You these. don't have to sell me. Yeah. I'm right there. I, I right enjoy there with you. watching like a 70s, 80s movie that I would never would have been able to see on a big screen. But in the like, theater. In the mean? theater. I went to... Uh, so we went to the Godfather last year. Yeah, we I did went. the full day. We saw Godfather one and Godfather two. That was like awesome. Back. That was a blast. <laughs> I would never have a chance to see the Godfather on screen. Yeah, and and certain places are picking up on that. Yeah, I went to uh, last year. I went to all the Presidents Man. That was awesome. Jealous. Last week I did the Shining. It was a blast. Did you sleep that night? I I struggled. <laughs> I struggled. That's like I, I I don't love that movie as much as it, it maybe gets hyped up. Uh, but there's some moments where like they they cast that kid perfectly. He got the yeah. voice perfect. That kid. It's creepy. It, it, it's creepy. But I, I think movie theaters are, are, are going to take a turn that they will be uh, cool again. Thing is, is like we just need better content, more, more diverse content. And the thing that's Top Gun. I haven't seen Top Gun, but just talking to the people that have seen it, it's like they really leaned into like this You're is what makes it. This is yeah. what makes it exceptional to be in the theater. Yeah. Whereas. Some movies just don't feel like they're trying anymore. Like some of the Marvel ones, I've mentioned this. It's like I, I'm not gonna go watch Eternals. Yeah, well, that that was in, a in big theater. Bomb. Yeah, like like some of these, I'm just not gonna go watch. Well, I also think Disney kind of shot itself in the foot because they released the same movie on Disney Plus like three months later. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm already paying for it. Why would I go to the theater? I know I'm gonna see it. The, at home. The, the at-home experience is very good, but that's the thing. It's like I think it's gonna spin again. The the being in the theater is gonna be cool again. Maybe. Uh, Rich and Burnaby wants to know, is the penalty kill more important than the power play? Ooh. I guess this is a uh, chicken or the egg kind of conversation, too. I mean, for the Canucks, uh, you could say that the, they, they definitely need a better penalty kill. But just in general right now, like, everyone's <laughs> racing to get, like, hey, a, a 25% power play. Yeah. And, you know, goals are, are scored at such an alarming rate right now across the league. And you look, it's... Your power play just needs to be at a certain threshold and, and be very successful. Um, but I feel like PK, like we had so many teams that were just submarined this year, like Vancouver, St. Louis, uh, Buffalo. Uh, yeah, like there was a bunch of teams that were like below 75%. That you would expect, hey, I want to get to a certain level. Like the Canucks had a 22% power play. It's not bad by any means, but absolutely did not matter because their PK was 71%. Yeah. Well, I mean, just this is completely unscientific, but just pulling up the PKs from last year. Boston was one. Carolina was two. Mm-hmm. Dallas was three. New Jersey was four. That all sounds right. But then you got Calgary, Nashville, Winnipeg, San sure. Jose. San Jose had obviously had a good PK last mm-hmm. year, and the team wasn't good. Uh, where Let's see where they were on power play. Power play, they were at 18 they were sub 20 so and as we know they they struggled (laughs) basically anytime eric carlson wasn't on the ice so is it i think it's more important in the sense that it's harder to identify the players to here's a to be on the units right here's a bizarre number the two teams that participated in the stanley cup final vegas 71.7 florida 70.4 pk in the playoffs and they got that deep and vegas obviously won I mean, obviously, they had an anomaly of a series where yeah. one team lit them up. Yeah. <laughs> they really struggled in the yeah. final then, too, as well. Florida did uh, on the power play. Uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's a matter of questions. Like, do you want to keep up with the race 
or do you want to like design a new track basically because everyone's like the power play efficiencies are, are getting higher and higher uh but if you can be the team that has a really good pk uh does that springboard you into a a new realm to well, it's well that's the two things though right it's this trend of playing your top stars on the pk where someone like mitch marner for example becomes a penalty kill weapon for mm -hmm. his team because the power play is with some exceptions and some strategic changes your four or five best offensive players mm -hmm. put them together the pk is not that and we have seen certainly in this city oh let's go sign jay beagle Who's gonna anchor yeah. the penalty kill, and then it doesn't work? Where the like the margin for error on your penalty kill, even though the salaries are lower, is higher because there's no guarantee of anything. It's not like power plays you're putting goals on the board. Yeah, and and those guys are gonna be your star players at five on five anyway. Whereas the penalty kill, it's a little bit more nuanced. Then yeah, you might have to pay. You know, you that's why you want those like, as we we're talking about earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. The D-men that you don't have to think about. The, oh, that guy can be part of our PK, and he's going to be able to be the first unit guy and be out there for most most of a power play. It's it's tougher, and the teams that figure it out, the teams that have that that depth, and whether it is sometimes using their top stars on that unit or finding the right players to play that role at a lower salary, like that's why that's why it's tough finding. It's an important part of the team, but you got to find the players that fit that role without breaking the bank for them. Marcus and Gibson's asks, how important is the preseason this year considering they need a hot start or else this market will lose its collective mind? Preseason. I think training camp is more important We're than preseason. We're talking preseason, man. Yeah, I can't buy into preseason. Not training camp. Preseason. But last year, like, what happened in training camp bled into preseason, bled into the start that, of the season. That is true. And now, historically, I will always, like, I, I downplayed the results of what was happening in preseason. I said, hey, like, there's causes for alarm, but, like, preseason is preseason. It's about fitness more than anything. Um, I think training camp this year is going to be more important than preseason. Do you guys think that fans will read into the preseason games m way more than they should? Canucks fans reading into yeah. things. Yeah. More the than results they or yes. the, the way they... The process. I th again, I think I think it's going to be about the process. I think in training camp, we'll be able to realize if if this team like mentally has taken a step. If, yeah, if, so if, I was going to say, for you, training camp is going to be more about mindset versus jobs. Correct. Or ro even roles. Now, like, the, the roles will sort themselves out, right? The players define who's playing what spot. That's what camp battles are for. But if the if the intensity of training camp is up a level that we've seen in the past, that to me is the marker that will say, okay, this is going to look different. Now, hey, start of the season might still go oh two and three or something like that. But will the the way it looks be different? Now, results still dictate everything, but I do think the seriousness of training camp and what it looks like is going to uh, really really matter. Because last year it was like three days in, two days in red flags are all over the place and it's it's when did you want to fly your flag of like hey this isn't going to work out next steven surrey asks do you prefer an uncomfortably hot summer day or a frigid cold winter day cold winter day what every single time really every single time I, i've said this many times 
my seasonal power rankings are winter, fall, spring, summer. Oh, yeah. Summer's last. At least what? on a cold winter day, you can go inside and get warm. The, my, I can my, go inside and get cold on a summer day. My, my body legitimately like <laughs> shuts down can only after do so like twenty six degrees. That's not. What do you mean? I can only do so much. If I'm inside uh, my ap- apartment, I have a nice air conditioning unit. I'm comfortable. I'm good. I'm laughing. Not everyone I, has that luxury. Can I go outside though? No. On a cold day, sure you can. Yeah, you can. On a frigid cold day, when my skin is like. No, I, I hate the not. cold, so for me, it's it's. Yeah, summer. I'm out. This guy wouldn't last on a minus twelve day in like Calgary. No, early I wouldn't. December. I wouldn't. It's a dry cold. My my my. my <laughs> it, it is a dry cold, <laughs> man. My, my Grand Prairie Chetwin days are, are coming out strong here. Uh, next, uh, what should we do here? Uh, John and White Rock. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten in your life? I'll take it first. Yeah, I, I had know. like some purple soft serve thing. Soft serve hot dog. In Russia, I had like a purple vegetable thing. Was it taro? I don't know what it was. I just remember it being served to me, and I'm like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "All right, I'm in Russia, and I'm gonna try it." I was in Russia with a team of BCHLers about 12 years ago, but I was like, "What is this?" I'll try it for the sake of trying it. I have no idea what it was. Weirdest thing I've eaten. I think it was shuba. As they Google behind the yeah, the I have glass. no idea. Russian vegetable salad. Did it taste good? It was fine. I'm just like, what is this I'm eating? I've unknowingly eaten things that I didn't know what they were, but they weren't like weird. Uh, I've had the fried crickets at uh, then Safeco Field. Not for me. Not for me. No, I did not have, still have ice them. cream. They still have them. I think I tr- I took like a bite of like I don't know if it was croc or something like that. Sorry. It was. It was like the sandal. No. <laughs> it was. It was. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was something of that ilk. But I took like a bite. I didn't have like a full meal. What do you mean, croc? Like crocodile? Gator? Something? Oh, I don't know. yeah. Where were you? England. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Have you ever had escargot? No. Not. Not even gonna try that. Either. No. Is he? I don't. I. I have nothing that comes to mind. Bland taste. Yeah. Now that I look up Shuba Dom, I think that's actually what it was. There we go. There we go. Mystery solved. (laughs) Uh, Chris and Mission asks, Izzy, do you ever say no when you get the call to be on radio? (laughs) Do you think this is in studio or or on the phone? Because I (gasps) have said no. I feel like you have. On calls before. Yeah. In studio. You've got another job. Yeah. In studio. Senior editor at the Athletic. I'm usually yes. Yeah. But there are. There are times that uh, I have work to do, yeah. So, but I'm I'm a pretty I think I Canberra would say I'm a pretty reliable slot in next to Bic. Does Cam ever kill you? Do this, this can't no. Is yeah. he? I need you, man. Yeah. What is uh, Canberra's like technique? Is it just like, hey, is he available? Yeah. Well, you up? <laughs> <laughs> if it's last minute, it's it's very much you up. Yeah. For the summer, he's trying to build out the whole schedule. So I, I sent him my schedule ahead of oh, time when I All was right. away, uh, and then this is nice this was actually uh, this was a last minute one. I got this asked okay. like a couple days ago, but the rest of the summer when I'm in, that was that was scheduled weeks ago. Do you guys ever get like your friends? They want to hang out, and I like, oh, just call in sick. It's like, dude, I can't call in sick. I literally have a radio show. Like, how you, like <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. I, know, I right? mean, other people would say I literally have a job though too. It's a little different, though. 
Yeah, I guess. Uh, Paul and Port Moody, Bick, if you were tasked with selling the Tri-Cities as a tourist hotspot, what would you say are its most attractive qualities? I, I try to actively go out of my way to not sell it. Yeah, he does. That's his thing. Hotspot. I always like he roots against athletes I, from the I, Tri Cities because he doesn't want it to blow I, I up too much. I grit my teeth every time Matt Barzell scores. I'm like I'm happy for Coquitlam <laughs> athletes, but now people are gonna Google Coquitlam and be like, "Where is he from?" Sorry, Bick. The secret's out. The Tri Cities is a gem. It's been a gem for a long time. We both know. know that. But I'm, I'm I'm trying to keep it as a hidden gem. Nah, uh, that's long <laughs> this is since sale, man. This is a not thing. the treasure that people go seek out. Just 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 let me hang on to the gem. Uh, answer the question. Don't be a coward. Good 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 landscaping. What? Yeah. Landscaping. Where? Coquitlam Crunch. A lot of I hills. Go with that. A lot of hills. Good nature parks. Yeah, good nature parks. Brewery Row. Brewery Row. Very social. Belcara Park, the, Colony the, Farm, the, the people, River. The people are fantastic. Mentioned like the river. squad kind of situation. You can find waterfalls. You can find a park. You can find a lake. Good, good athletics. Decent shopping at the mall. Could be better. But yeah, <laughs> but that's I, all part of it. It's it's it fits me perfectly because I, I like the quaintness and it's just like I'm a little away from everything. Go to so Lafarge Lake afterwards to see live performance at the amphitheater. Yeah, the the one downside need a little bit more gelato in the city. That's all. Really, that's I, your gripe. I, I, I'm a big like gelato and walk guy. But you're not a Rocky Point ice cream and walk guy. No, it, I frequent Rocky Point ice cream, <laughs> walk, but it's not good enough. You need gelato. I'm just saying, the, the, there could be more spots. It, it's out of my way. Understood. That's uh, fair. Nick in New West, and this is a very controversial topic. Does your toilet paper roll hang over the top or underneath? Over the top. Over. Every single time. Yeah. Over. And, like, I go out of my way to make sure it's. <laughs> so you're at a guest house. They've got it underneath. You're like, no, no, no. I, no I've no, done no. that. Yeah. I just stayed in a bunch of hotels the last week, and they were more often than not under. Stop. Really? Yeah. Did you take away the tip? Did you Did you leave a bad review? <laughs> yeah. One star. I, I'm going on TripAdvisor immediately. Yep. Like, careful. <laughs> They're an under kind of establishment. <laughs> Rick Taki wouldn't be happy. It's like the details are wrong here. <laughs> Protect the roll. Protect the roll. They don't fold it to a point. What yeah. is this? Are they... Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to make a an inside or wall guys joke. I got nothing. I got okay. nothing. All right. <laughs> yeah, see, people are fired up in the inbox. Rizzo from the Ridge, over the top, or you're a serial killer. Definitely. I, I don't take the time to do the fold. That's that's a bit much. Because in hotels, they'll do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Marcus and no Gibson's toilet, toilet paper roll is just like the movies, down in front. <laughs> exactly. That's fantastic. All right, Arjun and Surrey ask, what's your favorite core sports memory from your youth? Uh, so like this didn't like define my fandom or anything, but like the first sports memory I like that feels embedded in me is Joe Carter. Now it didn't make me a Blue Jays fan or anything, but like the first thing that I remember like being hyped about. This is, is your favorite though, your favorite. But it, it's it's memory. the first one I'm like, I I feel like I got addicted to sports based on that moment. Uh, now again I'm not a historically baseball guy, but. Uh, that's that, that's a big one. My favorite would be it, it would be both. The first time I went to a Grizzlies game, yeah, I have vivid memories of that. I couldn't believe that something like that existed. It blew my mind. And then they moved a few years later and broke my heart. What about for your own fandom? Like, what's the 
Like, I, I was a little older when United won the treble and Solskjaer wins it. I mean, that, that's, that's a good one. How old were you? Uh, I would have been 13, 14. 49. <laughs> 49. My hair said that. <laughs> I was rocking the island back in 1999. <laughs> um, so I've been a little bit older. So like the the Canucks 94 run is is massive for me. 2008 um, for me. I got to stay home from school that day, watch United win in penalties, Champions League. Man, stay home in school. You were still in high school. I was still in high school. Yeah. I had to convince my mom like, hey, it's on a Wednesday midday. Don't make me go. She was kind of. Yeah, can you? Long ago. They used to play the Champions League final during midday the on week. a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I remember I, I I ran to my buddy's house who was a Chelsea fan to uh, talk some trash in in Coquitlam. So I was like running up hills. I was, it, was, it, was like, it was like 25 minutes away. I, I I was hyped. How about that Nicholas and Elka guy? Huh? Oh yeah, huh? legend. JT, legend. Uh, Eddie, do you have one? No, I think bet kind of went the same way I did. Was the '94 Cup run for the Canucks? Yeah. But it, I hate like bringing I that up because it feels like it's so cliche. Right, but it, it, look, it's, it did mean it's, a lot. It's a, it's a core sports memory, right? Like, yeah. I have a ton of memories as a kid of certain parts of that run, whether it be Game 7 against the Rangers mm-hmm. or the Canucks series against the Leafs or that three-game comeback against Calgary to win that series, mm-hmm. them destroying I was at Game 4 in that, in that series, so yeah. it was like the, – the, the, there was some, some pivotal moments oh, yeah. uh, that, like, define your, your own sports fandom. Uh, but yeah, that'd be a a massive one. Like I remember being a kid, in the years leading up to the '94 Cup run, making up a sign or whatever to cheer on the Canucks, and just pointing it at the cars as they drove by, and they'd honk at you. Just mm-hmm. get a rise out of that. Even little things like that is a good little memory I mm-hmm. have. Actually, I the, the first like uh, soccer tournament, '94 World Cup was the one that was like I was all in. I, I we had so many tapes of it, and I like rewatched. So many matches of that. That's a big one for me. Oh, here, here's oh, another two. unique one I just thought of. The 98 Olympic hockey tournament, just based on the uniqueness of the odd hours that we had to watch it at, at yeah. 11 or midnight, whatever it was, when Canada lost that game to the Czechs. Just the uniqueness of the time to watch that tournament. I remember that. That's a good one. I mean, I would then I would put 0-2 Canada mm-hmm. winning gold in Salt Lake up there too. Yeah. Paul Korea, North Van Zone scoring. Like, does it count I, I was as big a, hyped? I was running up and down the streets of North Van after that. Does it count as a youth memory? I was what twenty at that time, but I was like, this is the first real significant hockey experience or memory that I had with Canada winning that tournament, first Olympic gold in fifty years. Like, yeah, this is my seventy-two, so to speak. Does that count? Yeah, I, like, I, I, I was already it. in broadcast school at that time. I counted. Okay. Uh. I know it's pushing it. I get yeah. it. I'm not going to argue. I, I feel like core sports memory is like ideally like 12 and under. That's the the decree, the yeah. big decree. What's the cutoff point? Teenager. Graduation from high Teenager. school. Teenager. Okay. Th- 13 got a bad rep. The question did say <laughs> youth. 14. 14 is the number. <laughs> oh man. All right. We got to go to break. Uh, get your submissions in. Uh, thank you for the mailbag. Uh, 650, 650. Can also uh, chime in with your uh, confessions. Bring it back to Confession Fridays. Uh, I was really just trying to pause to delay so I can get to 55. I'm joking. Thanks, Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> uh, you can get those submissions in 650, 650. Confession Fridays making its return. Uh, what do you want to confess? Anonymously, don't worry about it. We won't put an attached name to it or anything like that. 
Uh, we'll do that uh, coming up later on in the show as well. Uh, but on the other side, we, we've seen some unrealistic uh, statements made uh, and, and, and some reports as well. Uh, this one from Ryan O'Reilly, which is up at NHL.com, uh, suggesting the Predators are a step away from contending from the Cup. Is that the most unrealistic statement or is it something William Nylander uh, reported ask uh, this offseason? We'll get into that on the other side here on the home of the Canucks Sportsnet 650. Final hour of the People's Show, coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. Bek Nazar, Israel Fair, Dominic Shramati, Eddie Gregory, running the board, running the show. Plus you as well, 650-650 into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Uh, a lot to get into. Uh, we've touched on this briefly uh, with Alex Galchenyuk with the, the waivers uh, and process of terminating the contract. Uh, there was a issue, uh, waiting for more details on the story, uh, now out of Scottsdale, 12 News, uh, reporting more details. Uh, fairly disturbing uh, altercation. Uh, Alex Galchenyuk having with uh, Scottsdale cops there, uh, threatening uh, officers there, uh, going with some pretty severe uh, language as well, uh, but threatening to chop an officer and uh, f- who responded to a hit and run incident and uh, threatening uh, officers as well. Uh, more details from 12 News saying, uh, one phone call and you're dead. Uh, from Alec Galchenyuk threatening uh, Scottsdale police. Uh, goes on, but uh, certainly more details emerging and certainly colors in the picture of what happened. Uh, that's the latest news. Don't know if we need to go much further into that, so we'll just leave it at that. For the, those wondering uh, what happened there with Alec Galchenyuk, uh, that's the latest from 12 News uh, in Scottsdale. So uh, alarming stuff, obviously. And apparently his father was on scene just saying uh, he's never seen his uh, son uh, react in that manner mm-hmm. uh but very very uh disturbing stuff but uh, that's the latest on what happened with alex galchenyuk and certainly obviously uh, a lot more understanding of what the last 36 hours have looked like uh, for the arizona coyotes that is troubling troubling stuff uh, to say the least yeah big nazar israel fair here we'll continue on with the show uh we'll get into a lot more as well but wanted to provide that update with what happened. Again, you can interact with the show 650-650 into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Uh, all right, so saw this headline today. Because the, the Predators have been, for the past, what, three, four months? Going back to when it was obvious, Poyle, the announcement, Poyle was retiring, Trotz was coming in. And, you know, Barry Trotz talked a big game of, hey, we're going to do this with the franchise, take big swings in the draft and new organizational direction. And then they go out and they buy out uh, Matt Duchesne. Mm-hmm. They trade away Ryan Johansson, and they're following the steps. They're gonna hey, they're gonna embrace this rebuild and try to do as much as they can to turn it over. And Cause, and they because they've been mushy middle yeah. basically since they made the final, I guess, or the year the year mm-hmm. after they won the President's Trophy. And 
for the but, you know, the last four seasons, they've been mushy middle. Mm-hmm. They don't score enough. And and you could even argue the year the they go to the like they're still in that mushy middle, but they emerge yeah. for a season, which is hey, fantastic. I applaud them, and and, and that's what you want to aspire to uh, push through. They they break through the season, uh, don't ultimately win, but hey, like get to the finals is a great accomplishment. But revert back to that mushy middle, and you know Trotz used the words mushy middle and talked about trying to swing low to come back up high. Yeah. And then the draft goes through, and I'm like, all right, they tried to take some swings. Okay, mm-hmm. you can understand it. Then come free agency, <laughs> complete breakaway from the plan, spending money on Ryan O'Reilly, giving out term. Luke Shen. Luke Shen gets term, gets money, and hey, don't don't begrudge any player getting their money. Fantastic. Good for you. But it seems to break away from the ideology that they wanted to do. Well, here comes Ryan O'Reilly, and I know there's applause lines, players making uh, – you know, showing face to their new fans. But Ryan O'Reilly basically suggesting today over at NHL.com, the Preds step away from contending for a team. Look, there's a lot of pieces to like there with like Roman Yossi. Yeah, they've I, got a number one D-man. I really and, like Philip Forsberg. And a top goalie. Yeah, and also UC Soros is, is a huge role in this. Uh, but they, they squeak into the playoffs two years ago, mm-hmm. missed the playoffs last year, have bought someone out, traded them away at half retention, and bring in Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen. I don't know if they're a better team. And now he's saying they're one step away. Is that a misguided notion uh, for Ryan O'Reilly? And I want to pair this against, to me, the other unrealistic thing that we heard this this summer so far. William Nylander, the report was, hey, $10 million. Now, <laughs> you come in big. You coming big? I see Eddie Gregory. Already yeah, just yeah, he's scratching. getting warmed up. He's, he's getting, getting warmed, warmed up, up over there. <laughs> what did you say again? Do you trigger me? Trying to trigger me? William Nylander <laughs> asking for ten million dollars, allegedly, reportedly, not not from his his mouth those words, but that's the report. What's the more unrealistic claim? Are are the Preds a step away from the Stanley Cup, or could is it realistic that someone could give William Nylander ten million dollars? I think it's realistic. Eddie Eddie doesn't, but I, I think it's No, I, I do. I wouldn't be surprised if he got big money just based on his numbers. I just don't like how he plays. Okay. That's my beef. I think I I think the the unrealistic one is Nashville. I don't I don't think it's particularly close. A step away. I'm just I, I I'm I'm stunned. Just just you know didn't need to go out there and be like, Hey, like this is the spot uh, and I I'm expecting big things here. Uh, competing for the cup, uh, Ryan O'Reilly with the with the, with a huge claim. Now, again, just says I think the veteran players that are here right now, the way they impact the game is very impressive. I think watching last year in the youth, what they do, there's a great balance of both. Uh, me coming here, I think it was looking for something I look forward to. I think we can take a step and be right there competing for the cup. That's the full quote from Ryan O'Reilly. The, the, the Preds to me are one of those interesting like in transition teams that. Look, if if a bunch of things go right, then okay, sure. But I I I struggle to see how they were a better team this year than they were last year. And Let, let's compare them to Vancouver. Sure. You mentioned Philip Forsberg mm-hmm. and Yossi and Soros. The conversation in Vancouver is always starts with Patterson, Hughes, and Demko. Mm-hmm. Is Nashville's depth really that much? You know, in this context, if we're gonna say. The Canucks are second yep. or third tier in the West. Is Nashville's depth? I mean, I, w- I would take Patterson over Forsberg. I like yep. Forsberg yep. too, but 
center then, and you get There's a clear more. Gap, yeah. Hughes and Yossi, Hughes is younger. Comparable, yeah. Um, but given the impact of what you're getting, it's probably pretty close. Mm-hmm. And then Demko Saros, also probably pretty close. Health, you'd probably edge it towards Saros. But also, he's played a ton. Mm-hmm. He's smaller. The, those kind of long-term um, concerns that have existed with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin Woodley would probably be one of the guys to ask sure. him what, what you think there. But those three core guys probably com- like put together pretty similar. I will say the one thing I, I think is sneaky is – like you mentioned Tyson Berry last year, yeah, or uh, last hour, their defense isn't awful. It, it's kind of sneaky. It's going to be frustrating to play the Predators because I think they might go more low event. And to their credit, like they went out and got a really good coach, Andrew Burnett, having that success in Florida. No one's scoffing and saying like, "Hey, this wasn't a good hire." This no. was well, this was probably one of the marquee hires. So if you're comparing coaches, you'd probably give the edge to Brunette over Tockett. Sure. And the defense. Um, Which has always been their strong suit. Yeah. I, I think you can look at the defense and say it's actually kind of sneaky. I just worry about, like, how are they going to score goals? Which has always been the concern. Yeah. And uh, is Gustav Nyquist going to suddenly solve things? Or It just feels like they're expecting a lot out of Cody Glass. Uh, Philip Forsberg, again, who's again, one of my favorite players, but... Yeah, he has missed some games before. It's not uncommon for him to miss games. They they buy out Matt Duchesne, who had previously scored 40 goals for them. Uh, that's my worry. I, I think they're going to be a frustrating team, maybe more than people realize. But I, I just don't see, like, 90-point potential out of this team. And as far as what they can accomplish this year, like, best-case scenario for them might be continue to go down this path of, like, hey, 81 points, 80 points might be okay for us for a year or two as an organizational philosophy, but the, the transactions almost went in the face of that. Yeah, well, the, but they have that problem. Like, they signed Forsberg to a long-term deal, and they have Yossi and Soros, and it's the same It's the same debate that happens here with Tank Nation in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Gotta trade everybody that's not the top guys. Well, you may as well trade the top guys if you're going to do a total tank, and it seems to me, I think you're right, that Ryan O'Reilly, it's not like he got a ton of term. It's not like he's signed for mm-hmm. seven years and that they're going to have to try to compete during that window. They are probably trying to thread that needle and that they have their franchise guys at each level. They're trying to be competitive so that maybe some of those bigger swings that they are trying to make or looking to make in drafts, by the time those players come around, in two, three years, that they've maintained some competitive thing. This came up a lot with Edmonton, right? Mm -hmm. When Edmonton was getting the number one pick all the time and players were going in there and it was the quote-unquote losing culture. And it it seems to me that's something that's very valued in hockey and that the idea is Barry Trotz is looking at this team and making that the priority. And that's why a guy like Luke Shen comes in because he's now come into winning culture guy after playing with, with Tampa and being, you know, he's a, he became a fan favorite in Vancouver. He's basically become like the D version of Jay Beagle. Yeah, probably and probably more effective. Yeah, and and I also like Jay Beagle's very good at what he did. It was I'm going to win faceoffs, going to be good on the penalty kill, I'm going to win battles. It was just does the price point match the effectiveness of what and you need the, that the team and 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 the team doing it on a Washington team that was all yes. in all the time. 
versus a Vancouver team that was very early in the cycle. Yeah. It, it just didn't make sense at the time. Whereas, you know, Luke Shen now in his spot, like it's a, he's, he's kind of that guy that gets to jump from team to team. It's like, Hey, I've done this and I can bring this credence to your locker room and do that. And it's a, it's a great spot to be in uh, when you're, you're, you're an unrestricted free agent. This headline today, like it was the second time, like non-transaction, when you see a trade and a buyout, something like, whoa, this was the second time this offseason. I was like, oh, wow, $10 million. And step away from the Stanley Cup. $10 million. If, if he's on the free agent market next year, uh, which is what he's slated to be, uh, William Nylander, a year away from uh, unrestricted free agency alongside uh, Matthews there, and uh, they bring in Bertuzzi and Domi, those guys as well, unrestricted free agents. I know we were just joking there with with Eddie, but Eddie, you, like you made the point. It's like, hey, he produces. He's got an eighty point season. He's got an eighty seven yeah. point season. His regular season numbers speak for themselves. Ten million isn't like yeah. unreasonable, but I think there's a lot of people that would say like a ten million dollar winger when when he, the cap goes up and yeah. you put those numbers beside it, plus whatever he does this upcoming season, ten million dollars will not seem unreasonable. But there's how many ten million dollar players right now? I think there's only fifteen. Uh, it's like twelve or fifteen, uh, and and. Bobrovsky's one of them. So as far as skaters, right? Like we're talking about twelve guys here. Yeah. Well, so like Philip Forsberg, he mm-hmm. signed for a, a bunch of years at eight and a half. He he just signed that deal last year. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have Philip Forsberg at eight and Man. a half or William Nylander at ten? It, it's it's interesting because William like who, Nylander's younger. Who would I rather have in the playoffs, or who do I think is the better player? Because I think William Nylander's the better player, but there's. I think the style of Philip Forsberg matches in the playoffs more. It does not to say William Nylander hasn't been productive in the playoffs because he's kind of shed that one. But I, I think that style of player, to me, matters more in the playoffs. I think I'm with you on the Forsberg front. I think we saw in that Florida series for Nylander his weaknesses get exposed again, I think. That, that that whole team right now is in a tough spot when it comes to the plus. It, it just clouds so much of the conversation of that team because there's so many talented players. And I, I know Justin Bourne did a great piece as soon as they were eliminated about Mitch Marner's effectiveness of getting into the slot. They just uh, don't have it, the it, bite when it matters, and that's why they lose. At the end of the day, they just don't have enough bite when it counts. They probably took advantage of against, against the Tampa Bay team that was on the downward slide and were able to get enough and enough timely goaltending to get the job done. But then they got destroyed against Florida. And and then you look at Forsberg, who's, like, again, one of my favorite watches in the league because he's kind of the the skilled power guy mm-hmm. who – and I, I don't mean power as in, like, the Matt Kachuk because that's the new prototype. Yeah. But he's he's got a certain element of force into his game yes. that I really like, that he can he can gain edges and get to the net yeah. on his own, independent. And he's got enough speed – to do it, and but man, yeah, that is tough. I, I guess when you frame it like that, like he got in half million, it's not too far of a cry for William Nealon. Well, and so and Pasternak's a different level, and with the goal yeah. scoring, he just signed for eleven plus, mm-hmm. right? So is William Nylander a million less? Million it's twenty less goals. Yeah, the difference of a million and a half, probably. But that sticker shock now is basically what we're all going to be looking at now because we're all preparing. For for three four years, we all lived in a reality of 
flat cap, flat cap, mm-hmm. and this guy should make this. It hasn't been normalized yet. What these di- what these guys are going to get yeah. when the cap starts to rise in the next few years? Yeah, well, like when the Matthews and Drysidel yeah. contracts come up. Mm-hmm. Well, so would you rather have William Nylander at ten or a Jonathan Huberto at ten and a half? Nylander. I think Nylander too. If we get Eddie on board, then I don't know. <laughs> it's a slam dunk. He do I want to? Do I want to win forty I, I plus like... games in the regular season and lose in the first round? Not saying that Huberto is a difference maker, but I mean he has such a significant drop off. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I know it's copping it's, out, but is is he on the short list of like most intriguing players this season? Uh, Huberto. Just because it shouldn't go from 115 points to 55. 55. Like, it it's shouldn't. In last season. Yeah. Where everybody scored 55 points. What Ian? if he goes to 85? That's, I think, reasonable. Reasonable, yeah. 85, 90. Yeah. But there's also, like, so many surrounding circumstances in Calgary that things could just fall apart. And suddenly, the points might not be there because there's, there's so many unresolved UFAs in that. Yeah, city too. for sure. Lindholm, Backlund, yeah. what that looks like. But he's he needs to be a driver. Yeah, like we talked about it here in, in this city last summer. Of like, what's the regression for JT from 99 points? I said, look, even if it's 20 percent regression, which is a significant amount, you're still going to get 80 points. Mm-hmm. And everything went wrong for the Vancouver Canucks last season, and he got to 80 points. Now, you shouldn't see 50% regression from from Huberto. So what is the bounce back next year? Like, it should be reasonable to hit, say that he gets 80. But that's a team where it's just like, if you're making a, a, a short list of, I'm interested to see what this player is next season, I think like Huberto is probably like near the top of that list. Yeah, I mean, he got paid, right? Mm. Like, he signed that contract before playing a game. And as you said, Bick, that season went off the rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went internal with the the new coach. Uh, I know some people are excited about Mark Savard yeah. being on that bench. And maybe he's someone that can bring back the, the Huberto that they were missing. That was reading stuff out of Calgary. Mm-hmm. It was very much the coach. The, the vibes were not search. great. Well, it was just, you know, how... How can you get, yeah, more out of Huberdo mm-hmm. and not? It's not the one fifteen. It's not, can he get? To, can we get this guy being a ninety point player? Mm-hmm. And I think that's around a ten million dollar value, an eighty five to ninety five point range. Yeah, and it's tough to compare with what Matthew Kachuk did last year. And granted, repeating it next year is not going to happen with his injury. But let's a- run through some names here uh, as far as intriguing players for next year. Johnny Goudreau make that list because Columbus kind of making this improvement, mm. or or is it is, is this the Otani it thing? Is. It's I like, was actually just gonna say that you're just in Columbus, so it doesn't matter. Or is is Line a more interesting on that team or Goudreau? Because you know Fantilli goes in there. They've they've tried yeah. to upgrade the defense. Mike think, Babcock goes in there. I think Line is more interesting because you still think that there's a goal score in there, Agreed. right? Like a forty plus goal score, maybe knocking on the door of fifty if everything goes right for him. Uh, Ehlers. Or, or is that a Winnipeg thing? That's a Winnipeg. Yeah. Like he's, right. he's a beloved They're stepping Winnipeg back. Okay. That team is stepping back. Dubois in LA. Is that one of the most intriguing players this year? Because like, that's one of the marquee trades this year. 
we've been talking about Dubois be like, hey, he wants to play in a certain market. He wants all these things. He thinks he's this style of player, mm-hmm. even though it hasn't really materialized yep. on the ice. He had a good half season for, yeah. for Winnipeg. The first, like, 48 games. He was games, really good. He was phenomenal. It's and an- then it just disappeared. It's intriguing because he's a very important piece for a team that still thinks it's on the rise to try and get into elite contender status. Yeah. Where does mm-hmm. he push that team from a playoff team that couldn't beat Edmonton the last couple of years to right. what they do going forward now that they've added him? Yeah. Yeah, I like to make the comparison. Where would he? Where would Dubois rank on the Eichel scale? Like I, what Eichel did for right. Vegas, right? Yeah. And Eichel's, you know, I think higher pedigree, similar mm-hmm. pick selection, but what Eichel did even in on terrible Buffalo teams mm-hmm. in terms of production is more than what Dubois does. Dubois just has that power forward body, and when he's on and he's banging people around, he he looks like a dominant player. It's just the consistency hasn't been there. And for, yeah. like you're saying, Eddie, like for, for that L.A. team that feels like they should be on the rise, but now you've got back-to-back years losing to an Edmonton team that has its own flaws, it's like... Is this 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 the Let, guy that you're making the bet on? You just mentioned Vegas there and Jack Eichel. Let's just say Vegas and L.A. meet in the first round of the playoffs. Can Dubois push L.A. to beat Vegas, a Stanley Cup winner from this past year? Oh, Can he be a difference maker in that series? Well, well, first they got to topple Edmonton. That's true, right? Yeah. Like, like that's the domino that yeah. they haven't knocked over yet. I'm just saying, like, if they meet up, yeah, round I, one, and worry about Edmonton if and when they get there. I almost feel like. If, if if Vegas got to play L.A., I think that's a worse matchup for them than Edmonton versus Vegas. And I think L.A. matches up better than Vegas than they do versus Edmonton. Okay. Yeah. Edmonton was just their power play for Vegas. For yeah. a while, just, they just yeah. couldn't handle it. But I feel like if, if L.A. had to play Vegas the last two years in the first round, I think they win one of those. Yeah. This Vegas. Like, yeah. Because obviously two years ago, yeah. Vegas doesn't get in, and it's a slightly worse team. But I just feel like LA is a bad matchup. Or sorry, Edmonton's a bad matchup for, for LA. LA. Yeah. I can see that. Uh all right, some other intriguing names here. Uh Minor Matt Texan. Fantilli is more interesting in CBJ, right? But the w- thing is we don't know anything about Fantilli yeah. at, at the NHL level. Yeah, so, I mean that's just like Bedard yeah. for next year. But we're not talking about like exciting spots. We're just talking about like mercurial players here uh in new spots. Who else would kind of make this list for you guys? Uh Horvat in, in in the island, just because like it, it's no longer about the sprint of going to the playoffs yeah, and like all that. Like the blinders a, are the on. The commitment's here. been made. Yeah, like now that's it's like it's too settled. long for too much yeah. money has been made. But what if the Islanders are just meh? I feel around like him. Choosing, I feel like we're choosing a lot of weird markets. Like the other name I was going to mention is like Tage Thompson. Like is this yeah. is this like who you are? Is this legit? Because he was like one of the most exciting players to watch. He last was awesome. Year. Yeah, um, and he, there were a lot of questions going into last mm-hmm. season. If he like duplicates that, and it's like this guy is a terror all of a sudden, like at his height and the way he plays, that's one of the most exciting potential players in the league. Uh, well, but, there's that group in the East. Yeah, uh, Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit, New Jersey, young the the, the teams that were identified last year as the dark horses, mm-hmm. and then New Jersey was the one that that pushed away. And Buffalo kind of had a bit of a run, but then settled back. Detroit never really took off. Ottawa certainly didn't take off. But you know, Ottawa made the the chicken trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to move to Brinkat as well. And I mean, he had a, a pretty decent year for them. Maybe not what they thought they were going to get I at mean, that he point. might make this list too. Yeah. But then, see, now he's on one of the other teams in yeah. that group. And the Islanders, the Islanders are different because they're that veteran group. But, I mean, yeah, I think. Look, based on... 
we've got some distance now from the season mm-hmm. and the, the reaction to Bo Horvat's lack of scoring with the Islanders was getting, it, he, he became pretty polarizing there where there were a lot of people in that market criticizing him for not scoring. And then there were the people defending him for all the things that he brings, which was, I guess we didn't really have that period in Vancouver where he got criticized for not scoring to that level, but it was always a debate about his effectiveness mm-hmm. and his overall value, which is already, you know, <laughs> in that stretch run for the Islanders was already happening. And his comments taking out of context was just gaslighting the situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, and like, they were winning games too, so the, the, the context of like, oh, it's not scoring is, is kind of different. But because they were winning games, it's like you're, you're being effective elsewhere on the ice, too. That was part of it as well. Uh, 650-650, keep coming with the thoughts into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbo- inbox. One more segment to go uh, before we uh, say goodbye. And uh, we'll do some Confession Fridays as well. Uh, some submissions coming into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. And something we wanted to get to because we're going to see another great rivalry uh, emerge once again. Uh, Novak Djokovic versus Carlos Alcaraz continues uh, best rivalries in sports right now because we're seeing some iconic matches from these two. Uh, what are the What's top in your list of must-see TV when two athletes, two teams go up against each other? Uh, text in 650-650. More on the way here home with Canucks Sportsnet 650. Missing the Canucks? Subscribe to the Canucks Central podcast and get alerts for breaking news episodes. Daily shows return in September. Final segment of the People Show. Coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Bic Nazar, Israel Fair, Eddie Gregory, Dom Shamati here with you for 30 more minutes. Uh, Dom, what's coming up after us? Do you know? Uh, replays. Okay. Blue Jays. Uh, Blue Jays versus the uh, Arizona the Diamondbacks. That's right. Yeah. And Vancouver Canadiens. Uh, that is later tonight, uh, Eugene, at uh, 7 o'clock, I believe. Great name for a city, by the way. Eugene? Yeah, Eugene. First name cities? Cities that have, like, human names and pets? I was like, I don't know. Do you – is, like, the short name – is, like, the short form of Eugene just Gene? Yes. <laughs> what else could it be? Like, you know, we have Van City. It's not you. No, I like I'm going up to Gene this weekend. That just doesn't sound natural. <laughs> not the Gene. I'm just going up to Gene this but weekend. Not I'm going this weekend? up to What's you. What's going on? Like it's just a weird like. How do you nickname that city? You can't just call it Gene. Gino. G- I'm going Ooh, up to Gino. I can see that one. Checking out Gino. I'll meet you up in Gino. Yeah, that's pretty good. You're going to Oregon. Hit up Gino. That's pretty good. I'm a, with good. Portland. I'm a PDX. PDX guy. That's longer. PDX is longer than Portland? Yeah. But it rolls off the tongue well. PDX. Three, three consonants rather than two. PDX. Come on. Also, in text, it's H- not long. Hang on. We weren't going for consonants there. We're going for syllables. Sorry, syllables. I'm checked out, bro. Is that a confession? Yes. Not a confession. It's something we've all known <laughs> yeah. since before the show started today. 
uh, Dom's last half hour here. Actually, my last half hour too. But I haven't. Uh, You're on the air. It's a little different. I haven't pretty checked out. It's because Bick's a professional. Rough. That's. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sometimes. Uh, I, I, technically, I'm getting paid, but I don't know if well, I, I act professional. Try to pump your tires here. <laughs> just take the compliment. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, you know what? Why don't we just do a, a get into Confession Fridays uh, already? Uh, 650, 650. If you want to text in. It helps when you tag it with CF as well. Uh, 100% anonymous. We will not uh, say your name at all. But let's. Uh, it's been a while since I've heard this. I'm pumped to hear it again. It is the confession Join Fridays. the movement that is Confession Friday. I know you hate me. I know I hurt you. But there's more. Listen. People in the butts. He should have been playing in the minors. Sports. Some weird things going down the toilet. I've missed it. I've really missed it. It's, it's, it's been a long time. Summer is here. Yeah. This is like the new... Sign of summer. Forget like May long weekend. That to me historically is like on the calendar. That happens like, all right, we're in summer. NHL draft. Yeah, like this might be the new one. Confession Fridays. <laughs> uh, this this took over the show last year. By the way, like, May long weekend? Bro, it's spring. Like, what are we talking about here? No, I, I, I like that's like when it hits there. It's still spring. It, it, to me, it's like, okay, summer's like right there now. Yeah, that's the, that's the exit. Yeah. The start of the weather starting to turn and improve and... Still got the turn off. Yeah, you still got a couple that. more miles to go, yeah. but it's on the way. <laughs> it's the ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah the off ramp. Yeah, it's the off ramp. It's that winding one off like 200. Winter's like, like adios. Yeah, you get it. Uh, text already coming. That's such a wicked intro. We we love the intro for uh, Confession Fridays. But yeah, the, this took over the show last year. Like people wanted Confession Mondays basically last year. So you had winter first in your seasonal power rankings. Was yeah. It? So do you get seasonal depression when it, when it gets hot? No. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to ask in, in the winter. Uh, yeah, I, dude, like past like 26 degrees, I'm not a fan. If you told me summer was going to be 22 to 25, a little, like a touch of wind, cool. I'm on board. Anything past like 26, I'm in bad shape. I, I just don't function. Plus, like, I don't really need to tan. I'm good. <laughs> I, I get why people like the summer. It's like, hey, I get my tan on, look sharp. But uh, for me, it's like 20, 22 degrees is the ideal day. The touch of wind. Uh, Dom, do you want to k- uh, kick off confessions? Uh, confession Friday. What did you guys talk about last segment? Because my confession is I have no clue. I spent all of the last 25 <laughs> minutes playing crossover grid. I didn't hear a word you said. <laughs> did you complete the crossover grid? Yes. Which with, is the, the basketball help. version of Puck Doku yeah. for, for those that are. I did look uh, over and figure. I do have to carry for Dom here in this segment. Hilarious. Yeah. I can just see it. Uh, so you're, you're 30 minutes away from a, a, a huge uh, vacation. Yeah, three weeks uh, in Europe. You mentioned it. So it's uh, whose wedding again? My brother's wedding. Your brother's wedding. In Austria, in Vienna. Are you, are you like wedding duty the whole three no. weeks? So, so no. what's on the... Uh, I have a pub crawl bachelor party on the 21st. Uh, I've got Formula One Hungarian Grand Prix on the 23rd. You're going. Yeah. Right on. And then the wedding cool. is the 27th and 28th. It's a two-day affair. I feel like these F1 weekends are, are sneakily cr- climbing up a lot of sports lists of, like, oh, events no that you have to go. It's like a festival. Yeah, like, a, a big one for me has always been, uh, like, Wimbledon. Like, that's kind of been on my bucket list. Sure. But I imagine, like, for a lot of people, like, an F1 weekend. Because what's interesting is, like, I say Wimbledon. 
only one location. Yeah. I think going to any F1 race would be fun for a lot of people. It doesn't have to be the Italian GP or it doesn't have to be right. Silverstone. Miami. It could be anywhere. Yeah. Well, Vegas will be that. Right. That'll be the creme de la creme. But will it be that for F1 fans or will it just be the, or will that just be for Fairweather fans? Yeah, I think fair weather. Like, I think sports fans are kind of getting caught up in the hype. Will like to go to Vegas, but I think that will wane. Yeah. Like, is is Monaco the big one? Yes. Okay. But again, that's a price point that not yeah. can reach. <laughs> but you know what? F one markets itself to the price point that can be reached a lot. I know. I think it's like I think it's fifty thousand euros per day to park your yacht or something. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Mortgage fees are out. Let me just get my outrageous. wallet out. Yeah. What's on your sports bucket list? Wimbledon's pretty good. I I would I, say Masters. So yeah, Masters would be a big one. That probably I've been fortunate to do quite a few things. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think I don't know, a Super Bowl would be pretty cool. I haven't done a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. and then yeah, I think Ma- Masters and Wimbledon kind of fit I I, the I like same the ones vibe. that are like days. Like, because the F1, it's it's an event. You're right. there for multiple days, qualifying, test runs, all that. Wimbledon, a fortnight. Uh. You know what was on, sneakily on mine after I saw it this year? 24-hour Le Mans. Okay. Sure, yeah, yeah. Again, like, ones that take some time. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm for that. Uh, all right, let's get to the inbox. 650. Ford versus Stromati. <laughs> I'd see that movie in theaters. <laughs> Is Matt Damon playing me? Dom Bale. <laughs> yeah, no, you're more of a you're more of the Bale. Yeah, yeah, crusty. <laughs> uh, this one, Confession Fridays. I like when my girlfriend gets sick because I get to make soup for days. She always calls me a loser when I say I want soup for dinner. Uh, so when she gets sick, uh, I always ask her if she wants loser liquid. Loser liquid for dinner. Ah! You're a, so you're a winter guy, so you're a soup guy. Dude, I love I love soup. I think soup and sandwich is the Elite combo. Peak lunch meal. Yeah. Mix in a salad. Sorry, peak lunch meal? Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not having a soup and a sandwich for dinner. Like, I can, but soup and a sandwich for lunch can't be beat. Going back to the uh, mailbag discussion on being a tourist in the Tri-Cities, Soup Plus, that's where you go for lunch on Austin Avenue. Facts only. Tucked in the corner. Facts only. Best, best uh, free plug there. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Elite uh, soup place in Coolwillow. Yeah. Support local. Yeah. Have I've... you ever been in that awkward situation at a restaurant when they ask you, would you like super salad? And you go, yes. Because you think they asked you if they you want a yeah. super salad and not soup. No, that's or never happened. The salad. Super salad. I, I've, been, I've done like social awkward ones where saying yes just because I couldn't decide. But never. <laughs> I've never thought it was a super salad. Yeah, it sounds great to me. A super salad. What, what's so super about it? Tomatoes the size of volleyballs. <laughs> the ingredients. Bocconcini up the, you know, wazoo. <laughs> uh, this one, uh, Confession Fridays, when I want to uh, sneak out of work for a nap, I park behind a shady massage place because if someone catches me there, they have to admit they were there too. The Robert Kraft. <laughs> the Robert Kraft. How many shady massage parlors are left? I don't know, Dom, you tell me. That's I don't know. <laughs> That's like, where do you even go? Text in. Someone perked up. Someone's looking for vacation ideas. <laughs> yeah. Dom's like 20 minutes away. It's like, <laughs> I need some uh, relaxation the last uh, 17 hours I'm in some Vancouver. Relief. 
I said, uh, pardon. That's a good, that's I, I a heady to, play. Uh, yeah, I I was used to, I used to be a big uh, nap at work guy. It's when you I worked retail. Work. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll do this confession. Uh, when I worked retail, I spent a day in the storage room. It looked like I was organizing, but I was preparing for like my party night and then working the shift the next day. And I like created a bunk for me to go sleep in while I was working retail. So if you came in on a Saturday and you didn't get any service where I worked, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but I, I definitely took a nap middle middle of work. I used to uh, my my one my 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 radio job in Chetwin. Uh, after I was off air, I would do the morning show and mm-hmm. I'd do like seven hours afterwards because I had like three jobs. Uh, I would I would nap in the office. Had to. You've napped uh, here as well. <laughs> At, at uh, Rogers, that wasn't a nap. Here. That was a full blown <laughs> sleep. Oh, well, it's a nap ish. <laughs> Famously, nap adjacent yes. on the bench I, I, in the I, I, cafeteria. I, I, <laughs> the photo I'm not, exists. I've not told that story. <laughs> oh, come on! Yes, you it's have. Been mentioned. You must have. I feel like it, I've it, mentioned it's, it. Before. It's been mentioned like that, but that's about as far as it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> now we spent more time on your your fairy travel habits than <laughs> than your napping habits. We've had multiple big sleeping pictures in the 650 group chats over the years. Uh, yeah. So why is he here? Why is he there? Yeah. Somebody get him to leave. <laughs> that's that's actually true. <laughs> uh, Confession Friday, 650-650. Uh, keep sending him in to the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Uh, can we read this one? Uh, good pre-reading, Rick. Uh, well, I'm trying, I'm trying to talk and read at the same time. This is you, part of the, uh, the, the charm one? of... Is this a... Yeah. I Have you read so. that one? Yeah, I think so. Go ahead, read that one then. All right. Confession. <laughs> Pass it off to, to Izzy. Well, I'm, I'm like halfway through reading it. In first year at UVic, I got so tired of getting dressed in the middle of the night to use the common washroom. So I started peeing in bottles and throwing it out the window. No. In the morning, the hippies would come by and pick up the bottles and salvage them. This is recycling thing. That's... It's very. Uh, when do the hippies start to clue shit. in as to what's going on and say, "No, nah, we're good here. We'll get our fifteen cents elsewhere." Oh, no, thank you. Throw, so throwing vulgar. them behind the shady massage place, <laughs> Victoria. Oh man, uh, yeah, someone's listening right now. It's like, got my fifteen cents. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. So that's what was in those bottles. Uh, this one, Confession Friday. Uh, our afternoon client for installation decided to welcome us in his birthday suit at the door. His wife uh, stood there casually, uh, <laughs> wasn't screaming in our faces. <laughs> While his uh, his his member it was full frontal. Yeah, his, his, his member wasn't screaming. What would you face. do in that situation? I'm sorry, I would leave. Leave. I'd yeah, be like, sorry, leave. sir, this is indecent. Like, yeah. I'm out. These are not working conditions. Yeah. No danger pay. Definitely not. Didn't sign up for this. Yeah, I didn't wake up this morning thinking I'm looking at that. <laughs> or just apply a tax for it. Okay. No, ain't no tax. No, I don't, no tax. I don't think. I don't think that's uh, that's gonna fly. We're hiking up the cost today by twenty percent. Member tax. A member tax. Membership piece. <laughs> Membership. Good one. Oh, well man. done. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to rollerblade to the grocery store and put away unreturned carts to collect the quarters for candy money. I used to get so frustrated and hate the people who put bread clips in the carts <laughs> and just left their cart. Don't be that guy. 
Oh, darn. Didn't get an extra piece of candy. Boo-hoo. Keep on rollerblading. I used to do that, too. The bread clips. The, uh, get the quarters. For like, candy. steal the carts? Who didn't? Yeah, yeah if people weren't going to take their quarters sure. back, I would, yeah. I would go and get them. It's an early side hustle as a kid. That, Why not? That's honestly, like, one of my pet peeves. Uh, people who don't return the carts back to, like, the, the designated spots. That and, and waving, not waving when someone lets you into their lane. I think are, the joy are, are two of my big ones. Oh, the the behind the the give a thank you wave. Yeah, the joy I, of returning the shopping cart to where it's supposed to go is the smash. Take it a little sure. anchor, just yeah. jam it in there. Great sound. Yeah, it's like a good Underrated cross. Sound. It is a good sound. Underrated sound. It is a great sound. We have an update on the naked install. Mm-hmm. We had to continue. He was high profile. So we just kept our eyeline up the whole time. Now I want to know what celebrity. I, I have an idea. I'm not going to say it. I'll, I'll wait for, for the show to end, and I'll share my theory. Okay. I have wow. an immediate immediate theory that, that I will not share on the air. All right. All right. Uh, 650, 650. Um, I don't know if I quite understand this one. Dom, have you read this one? Uh, one about the family information? Yeah. If I would have had one more piece of information at a family Christmas party 15 years ago, somebody's boyfriend probably would not have left the party alive. It's dark. Yeah. So what I'm guessing is they found someone, you know, cheating. Mm. Maybe in a co-room or oh, something. Okay, 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 okay. And they didn't know if it was the... Uh, 15 years ago. It was... Very you know, specific. That's a good confession. That is a good confession. Are we doing the crop dusting one or no? Yeah, go ahead. I've lost it. Uh, I can read it. Um, when I'm at the grocery store, I f- a lot of grocery text today, uh, I frequently cruise down aisles I don't need anything from for the sole purpose of crop dusting people with a quick getaway. That's nasty, man. That's, I mean, like this is what Confession Fridays is. I know. It's, yeah. it's people getting up their shots. Messy inspired, that one. Messy. <laughs> That's what he should have done yesterday. Could you imagine walking through that that grocery store next to Messi, and you just let one rip? Based on his cereal, uh, sugary cereal diet, yeah, Messi's letting them rip. Lucky Charms, it's like, I I like that he was embracing cereal, but Lucky Charms to me is like low on the power rankings for cereal. Now, he's got kids, maybe it's part of that. Yeah, as a kid, it's like one of the best. I, I was never a Lucky Charms guy. What's oh, your what's your Rushmore? Your top three? Uh, honeycomb is a massive one. Original taste. I don't like what they did when they changed it and it ruined it for Honeycomb. It's too big. It's gotta get soggy before I eat it. The the molecular integrity is a problem. Yeah. I, I will agree. Uh, I was a big corn pops guy. Fruit Loops. Fruit corn Loops. Pops like, like fruit, the fruit Loops might yeah, be yeah. the elite tier. Fruit Loops. I still eat Fruit Loops. Fruit it's Loops so has a good cereal milk afterwards. What a yeah. great dessert! Even yeah. just have just a bowl of Fruit Loops at the end of the night. Yeah. That's strong. Uh, Reese Puffs was my number one. Yeah, uh, I, I never got into the chocolate cereals. That's okay. Oh, oh Nesquik? Oh, come on. No, man. I was never. Nesquik Nesquik was you get fantastic. the chocolate milk. Just have chocolate milk. Uh, I maintain uh, Captain Crunch was a work hazard as it would always cut the top of your mouth. Captain Crunch Very is, sharp cereal. Is, a, is an A1 cereal for me. Uh, but also Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I mean, come on. Uh... This one, Confession Fridays, I play catcher in a men's league baseball. I've told my team I can't block when in reality I'm fully able to. <laughs> I just don't feel like doing so. Like block a plate? No, block a pitch. Oh. Like down in the dirt. You're not competing. They're going to pull you. Put you on first base or something. 
So, and I, I assume that this is like a proper men's league baseball. Sure. Not, yeah. not a Dom hitting home runs at Softball City kind of situation. Yeah, you were, you were ragging on that earlier. You're alone, buddy. We had this discussion. <laughs> Dom apparently hit another dinger last night. No, it, no, no. Last weekend. Oh. Is, is your season over or are they going to This is season? just uh, Steve Ewan's uh, summer tournament. Oh, okay. And, uh, Name drop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we lost horribly, but. Um, Dom was that Chris Paul meme right now. It's like Chris Paul hits a three yeah, to go yeah, down yeah. by 42. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it was. So you hit a dinger again, and yeah. you're telling the story, and, and Izzy was not that impressed. Well, you yeah. ca- he came in here with, how impressed are you that I hit a dinger? It's no, one of the no, impressive no, things no, that no, you can no, do no. in rec Stop league lying, sports. bro. It's Confession Friday. Tell the truth. That is the 100% that's, that, truth. That's fairly accurate. <laughs> I came in, and I said, because we had had the conversation, I asked Izzy, "Where do you rank the slow pitch?" I said, I, "I'm not impressed." And you said, "You're not impressed." I'm not impressed. You laughed it off. Anyway, I do have a confession. Oh, I have stolen one of those rubber tees at the driving range. Oh, who has? Uh, yeah, you yeah. have to. Those are the best. Like I went to the, the driving, driving range, like yeah. in the ones in the mat. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you just lift the mat. I and went to the driving but range. You steal them? Yes. Yeah. Some, pay, some places make you pay. I'll for tell it you now. why. I went to the driving range for the first time in years, and I'm going from stall to stall to stall. And I'm like, none of these spots they're, they're have busted. tees, and some of them they'll, they'll they'll rip. Yeah. So I found one with a T in it. I'm like, this is mine. I'm keeping it. So what you don't know, so you Vic, take it to the range every time. Yeah, I just put it in my pocket when I go. As part of COVID, a lot of these places have removed the plastic tee. Okay. And. Because they don't want people touching teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, you're, so they you're said, bring your own. The... I feel like the implication there is buy your own and bring your own, not right, steal so, ours and bring so it So somebody out. left well, somebody one for already Eddie. Did, somebody already stole a bunch. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just the next person to steal a tea. This oh. is a perfect example of finders keepers, sure. losers weepers. I've got one more here. Practice a uh, driver off the deck. Yeah, yeah. but that's you're never going to That's do not that. cool. I, I've, I keep seeing this guy on Instagram. I can't remember his name. He's, he, this whole thing is driver off the deck. Baby Gronk. Tom Holland? <laughs> Baby Gronk. Really? <laughs> we joked like three weeks ago that you were going to come on. And we were like, we're going to do some Baby Gronk content. <laughs> I thought we were going to get through this show without Baby Gronk. <laughs> Almost did, man. Remember that time? I snuck it in. <laughs> Rizzed up. <laughs> <laughs> Livy Dunn rizzing up Baby Gronk. Got that Riz. See the new Riz King? I meant to call you Riz God off the top of the show. Riz God? Dick Nazar and Is God. The 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 naked install update. That guy, that that guy got rizzed up. He wasn't a celebrity, but he did proceed to shower with the door open. Just a very rich man. That's that's a level of Riz that I will never attain. that insulation got rizzed up. <laughs> that guy's just rizzed up, man. You guys are having too much fun with this. Sorry, Dom. Did you have something to say behind the glass there? No, I was just gonna, there was another one. My mom has a heavy Eastern European accent and was trying to avoid a caller all day. Uh, she didn't look at the caller ID, answered the call. She pretended to be my 12-year-old sister. And her accent in her accent said, no, no, no. Sorry, she's not home right now. It's a pretty good attempt there at the oh, accent. I'm an Eastern European yeah. mother. It's a small confession. We, yeah. we, we taking the small ones. We taking the big ones too. Whatever you want to get off your chest, uh, you can do so throughout the course of the summer on Fridays. I one time, along with a coworker, had it had to eat an entire box of Count Chocula as a challenge while at work during our shift at the keg. 
We each ate an entire box of Count Chocula. It is the best cereal in the world. But what that, but was that really hard to do? An entire box like dry cereal in a six-hour shift that feels like a lot. Uh, this one, uh, I'm gonna actually read the name on this one because uh, it's a, it's advice, not a confession. Uh, call from Golf Guy. Actually, driver off the deck is a great way to practice staying down throughout the swing. So there you go. Golf tips by accident here on the People Show. Uh, again, those confessions. Bring them in on Fridays through the course of the summer. It's back. Your confessions. Keep submitting them. 650, 650. Those are pretty good. I, I think this like this was the training camp of Confession Fridays. Everyone brought the intensity. That's what we want to see for the Canucks. Now, like, preseason starts next week and keep amping it up throughout uh, August and September. Yeah, I'm back in with you for a week in a month, and the people need to be firing. Humming. Shohei Otani. Yeah, because it's summertime. Go and have some fun. Do something that you want to confess in about four yeah. to six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Legally, a lot of, a lot of grocery legally? store activities about yeah. to yeah. pop off legally? in the lower mainland. There's always a theme that emerges in, in grocery stores. Eat a hot dog with ice cream on it. <laughs> I'm gonna try that now. Maybe I'm on to something. Yeah, please report back. Please report back. Uh, Dom, have some fun in Hungary. Thanks. We'll see you in three weeks. Uh, I'm off for a couple of weeks here as well. Uh, so programming, uh, we'll we'll shift around. But Halford and Bruff back in the AM next week. Uh, their regular slot at 6 a.m. after going national for the last week. Uh, uh, Josh Elliott Wolf will have Sportsnet today, and Dan Riccio Satyar Shaw uh, next week with the People Show uh, beginning Monday at 3 o'clock. On the way, Blue Jays, Arizona, here on Sportsnet 650.